Hey everybody, welcome to Two Chicks, One Sip. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Two Chicks, One Sip. My name is Lexi. I'm Kirsten. And today we're bending the rules a little bit. We have Mark here with us from Long Branch Distillery. Greetings. Mark is the owner and founder of Long Branch Distillery. And we're super excited to have him here. And he has this amazing distillery down at the Jersey Shore in New Jersey. And so could you tell us a little bit about Long Branch Distillery and why you got into the distilling business? Sure. So um, the concept came about in 2017. I initially wanted to start a winery. I'm passionate about wine. I've been making wine for 20 years. And when we saw a lot of the obstacles in the way of opening a winery in New Jersey, the next best thing was a distillery. So we found the location and we made the mistake of falling in love with it. <laughs> so um, we were determined that this is where we wanted to make it happen. Um, 2017, we started looking at the processes, did the planning, um, federal permits, state permits, um, which stills we were going to use, started working with an architect who specialized in distilleries. And in about 2018, we started the build out. Um, this building we're in is uh, over 100 years old. It was formerly, we heard, or we were told, in the 20s it was a cigar factory. Wow. In the 40s it was a parachute factory. A parachute? During the war, I oh, guess. Wow. Oh, that's Making awesome. Making and folding parachutes here. Yeah. Um, in the 80s into the 90s, I believe, it was a commercial cleaning supply, okay. uh, Serval. A lot of people knew that place. And that's when the, the building had just um, literally kind of caved in on itself. The current owner took it over in 2003, um, did a, quite a bit extensive um, remodeling or renovations to the outside, and he had a cabinet shop in here. So it was still just a raw space. Um, where our distillery is, which is to my right, it was the um, spray booth where they would finish the uh, lacquer, the, the cabinets that they made. Oh, cool. And that was in the corner, and that floor was at a, a different height, so we literally ripped it out. And anything we could find, such as the bricks that are in the bar, mm. um, out of the shop behind us, oh, nice. were from that room. So we just wanted to repurpose as much as we could. And it was fun. I used to be in construction, never built a distillery, don't know that I ever will again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was about a year-long process. And during that time, we formulated recipes for our spirits, which initially were vodka and gin. Um, vodka pays the bills, is the, is the expression. Um, most widely consumed spirit in the world, by the way. Oh, um, and then um, gin is made from vodka as a base. Okay. And a lot of people don't know that. So, so we took those those um, months after we had decided on our stills, which are from the Netherlands. They're called eye stills, and I don't have an iPhone. I'm a Droid guy. Sorry. That's okay. Mm. Yeah. But, oh well. I <laughs> um, still uh, really unique square stainless steel. Um, just technology is, is really. Uh, um, different than anything else, uh, copper, you know, the Vendome and some of the older uh, German stills that have been out there for centuries. So we had to go out to Denver and then out to Utah to train on the stills. Oh, and cool. Once we formulated our recipes uh, and got closer to finishing the build out, which was in about the end of 19, December of 19, we had to take on ABC, which is the mm. liquor control board in New mm. Jersey, to get our licensing and we finally did in February and we opened on 2 2020. I'll never forget that day. So February of 2020 definitely had obstacles that came along yeah. with it. Totally. Three weeks prior to COVID. Um, wow. So it was a great three-week opening. Um, ton of support by the, the local community. Uh, this area is just poised for something like this. There's, there's new construction going on all around us, apartments, condominiums. Um, we are on the west side of the tracks, which is normally where you want to be when you're you know looking for 
uh, affordable rent in the mm -hmm. you know the, the, right. the off the beaten path, but now this area is just exploding, and then we're excited. Yeah. We have awesome restaurants all around us. Yeah, Long um, Branch is really really coming. It is a long is. way up. Um, a lot on the beach, but um, a lot of people, especially the locals who want to get away from the yeah. beach and the tourist traffic in the summer, will come to the haunts that are that are three blocks off, and that's where we are. Yeah. I love that there's so much history in this building yeah, and that you, cool. you honor that with keeping a lot of the pieces and we'll definitely include, you know, a little bit of a, a snapshot of what mm -hmm. the back room looks like, but Mark and his team have made the whole place look phenomenal. Yeah. This yeah. is probably one of the wonderful. most beautiful venues I think I've been to. I yeah. mean, all of the furniture is like super mismatched, but it also is really yeah. cool. Very anthropology-like. Like, probably um, my wife and I are two peas in a pod because, you know, it's like, oh, look, a butterfly. <laughs> so when furniture shopping is like, oh, look at this couch, but it doesn't go with anything in it, but okay. And it just all seems to work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's that, that cool, you're eclectic. going from the speakeasy, eclectic vibe. Um, people that walk in here are like, wow, you know, we, we say this is the cake. And then they, and we say, come on, come and see the icing. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Because in the back, when we walk, you don't expect that to be back there. No, yeah. definitely you know, space, don't. The building's deeper. It's about 100 feet deep. And when you walk into the, we call it the parlor. Um, it's a 2,000 square foot uh, space that when the restrictions are lifted next week, Woo May 19th, we'll be at full capacity. Um, and that's 100 people. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Right now, we're set up for 70, and we'll probably remain there because 100 people still would be cramped, yeah. cramped and, and we want people to still feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but we have outside. That's temporary. With the fire pits, it's yeah, wonderful. Fire pits, really awesome. picnic tables with umbrellas. We're, Mario uh, keeps getting after me to put a, um, uh, a mojito hut. Ooh. Which is a great idea. We just need rum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need a light rum. We have a spice rum, but we need a, to, to work on our light rum for the Mojito Hut. And that'll be up there as long as they let us do that, which, as far as we know right now, it's November of, of this year. Um, don't know if that will be extended. So, um, so I know that you said that you here, you create gin and vodka, yes. right? Mm -hmm. But there's something special about your gin. Is that right? Um, we think it's special. Well, no, that's what I mean, that it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been getting great feedback. We just entered two, two bottles. Um, we sent off to a uh, spirits competition, um, American Distilling Institute, ADI, and it's pretty big. They have international entries, and, and we're hopeful that we're going to meddle with something there. But, um, yeah, the feedback on our gin, which is in these two drinks here that are in front of you, the Jack and Ruby, it's just a really bright but um, tasty gin there are five botanicals, and when we came up with the recipe, we didn't want to be one of those 14 botanical gins mm -hmm. that, honestly, you can't sense after three, four flavors, you know, tastes, right. your brain doesn't process that. So there's, you know, some that have tiny bits of other um, herbs and spices and botanicals that you'll just never pick up. So we tell people, and, and to the um, protest of some of my staff, <laughs> what four of them are, <laughs> but we don't tell anybody what the fifth is. So, um, Ooh, do you think that recipe. we would be able to pick it out I'll mixed in with... You, know, you get a free t-shirt. That's our... Oh, that's okay. Our, although we don't have any t-shirts, so you might have to get a, a sweatshirt or... <laughs> we have long, long, long sleeve t-shirts. So could right we hear what the four are then? Sure. To give us Mario, kind of an idea? <laughs> So it's Juniper, Mario's obviously. the mixologist. <laughs> Mario's in the background. And he's giving me a dirty look because I'm about to tell you that we have. Well, obviously Juniper. Um, gin has to have Juniper to be considered. Okay. Gin. Okay. So that that one is a given. Most people know that. Um, coriander is our second, which mm. is the second largest ingredient. Okay. And then because I'm Italian, I wanted something that we use in cooking frequently in Italian foods, which is basil. Okay. Um, and then lemon. 
Okay. So okay. those are the four that we tell people. The fifth one, if I told you, I'd have to clean up. Yeah. Okay. But so you video guess, we'll cuts guess out. It, we'll <laughs> guess it correct and then we'll yeah. exit out. No, it's, it's, it's a very tight, but it's a, it's a strong um, flavor. So mm. when we were doing our initial recipes, I was putting too much of it. Um, and and it, you knew immediately, like, whoa, mm. so that? just out of curiosity, what was your um, like taste testing process yeah. like? And how Fun. long does it take <laughs> yeah. to how long does it take to make? Um, so gin vodka is is a matter of taking any um, fermentable carbohydrate. It could be fruit, it could be uh, potatoes, rice. Mm-hmm. Um, vodka is made from corn, obviously, which ours is from. And and after mashing those um, uh, fermentables down. And um, you're basically just putting sh- uh, water into them, mashing them up to release the fermentable sugars. And then you're taking that mesh wash, it's called, and you are fermenting that with yeast to pull the alcohol out of it. Okay. So that process can be anywhere from seven to 10 days, oh. uh, depending on how long a ferment takes to, okay. to, to, for the yeast to do its job. The byproduct of, of the yeast is CO2 and alcohol. Okay. When, when the fermentation is done, we get what's called a low wine or, or a bad beer, and it's at a very low percentage, like 8% to 12% in that range. We take that wash and then we distill it mm-hmm. in the still by heating it up to, to varying temperatures. And as we're heating it up, different alcohol vapors come over, go up the column, get cold, and come back out as a liquid. Okay. So that's essentially the process of distillation. You're, wow. you're vaporizing a liquid, the alcohol vapors, you're cooling them down and, and converting them back into a liquid, which is alcohol. Awesome. And the wow. one that we like to keep is ethanol. Okay. That's that's the primary alcohol that we drink. So in gin, we literally take our botanicals and we hang them in these hop sacks, they're called, inside the boiler, and the vapors wash over those botanicals, and that's how they get flavored. And okay, there's cool. different ways to, to do gin. There's the infusion method. There's the, the you know where you can literally put the, the um, botanicals right in the, the boil, mm-hmm. or you can put them up in what's called a little ba- a gin basket where okay. the vapors wash over them. Oh, so ours are kind of half in the boil, half out of the boil, but it gives us a really unique flavor. Um, and then you, there's a resting period for the gin of about five weeks after it's distilled mm, okay. to let those flavors all marry and really give you that, that finished product. Awesome. I know you said it starts out kind of a low alcohol concentration. What do you end up with? So that's a good question. Um, And that's why um, distillation is so much fun because we take a low alcohol wash and maybe on the first run we might get, it's called the the stripping run, where we strip all the alcohol out. We might get like 55 or 65% alcohol. And then on the finishing run, we, we, we separate the alcohols and that's where we separate out the ethanol. And if you, if we do our jobs right, we can get up to a 94, 95% Oh, wow. All by vine, which is 190 proof. Yeah. Wow. Um, obviously, that's too, you can't serve that. Right. Yeah. So, You'd have to make this a hotel also. Stay over. Yeah, that would be better. Uh, we have to cut it down. It's called proofing it down to mm-hmm. the desired level. And our, ours is actually a 86 proof, our okay. gin, or 43 ABV, which is what we choose. There's no right or wrong. I mean, whiskeys can be as high as 50 and higher. Uh, vodka is typically in the 40% range. Gin's anywhere from 42 to 46. Awesome. Um, we chose 43. Why not? Awesome. And you bottle, uh, sorry, you bottle yeah. here too? We bottle, yep. It's it's a very manual, labor-intensive process. Where it sounds it. Put the bottles on a bottling machine, uh, set to a, to a 750 ml um, fill height. We cork them. We put a safety uh, tamper-proof strip on it. We put our labeling, and then they go on the shelf. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, the bottles are really beautifully... It's just like simple, but they're really pretty, and they have a lighthouse one that I really like. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, the lighthouse was our, our, our initial, and I don't know why, you know, it's just one of those middle of the night, okay, let's call it lighthouse. 
the idea was that when you look at the bottle on a shelf from a distance, you just see the word house. Mm. And we were trying to be funny to say, hey, give me the house vodka. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that is clever. Yeah. Uh, TTV didn't think so because they're the ones that approved the label. Oh. And because we, we, because we had the word light mm. on our vodka, they, they said, you can't give the impression that you're making a light vodka. Oh. And we're like, what? Is there such a thing as a light, like light beer? You know, there's yeah. no such thing as light vodka. Bull market. They made us yeah. change it three times. Finally, we had to call a supervisor. We're like, what, what are they making us do with this word light? He's like, what are they talking about? He's like, oh, you're fine. Leave, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's like, it's part of the word lighthouse. We're not trying to sell a light vodka. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. It's a super sophisticated bottle, so it looks yeah. really nice. It's cool. And then the, our, our other brand, which is our, our, I hate to say premium brand, but everything that, that we really are, 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 you know, charge more money for it. It's, a, it's a, a, typically an aged product, um, more labor intensive, the ingredients are more costly. That's in our Big Door um, Spirits brand, okay. which I wish I had a better story. My grandfather didn't distill in our basement. We just have a big door. <laughs> And when I came up with it, I was like, see that, the door is literally, it's 12 feet tall. There is a really yeah, big door over there. It's in the corner of our tasting room, and it's got this massive door knocker on it, so. Oh, is that the actual door that's the from? actual door knocker. That knocker is actually cool. in a 3D replication. I we thought when I was sitting there. Yeah, if you look up close, of course everybody goes to knock on it and they snap it off. So oh, okay. You have to say, please don't. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll the definitely bottle. have to see but up close. It, yeah. yeah, if you held that next to the actual door knocker, which is, is about 8, 10 inches and it's made mm-hmm. out of solid breast. Um, so that's kind of neat novelty thing. A lot yeah, of people, that's, oh, that's clever. It's like 3D knocker glue to the bottle. That takes a little bit of time, too. Yeah. I'm sure. happy about Things that you either. find out after the fact. <laughs> you have to glue each one of these on individually, but... <laughs> Um, so that's our big door brand, and pretty much everything from this point out will, that we release will go into that brand. We have a light rum, as I mentioned, coming okay. out. We have a limoncello that's in the barrels um, that it needs to be. Um, a, I had an idea for another label that I won't go into for that. Not big door. So again, I have to rein myself in and not go. Yeah. Look at butterfly. So, <laughs> Right, like stay on the smaller. path. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll have to come back for the lemon cello because yes, that sounds delicious. delicious. We've been sampling that quite a bit, and it's, <laughs> it's good. It's just the labels to hold up. So we'll have that soon for the summer, so we can do lemon drop martinis and wow. things like that in our tasting room. Well, yeah. so much apparently yeah. goes into it, but you guys have executed it in such yeah, a thanks. sophisticated, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Lexi awesome and I night. came here about two or three weeks ago, and we had a couple of drinks, and everything was super elegant and tasted really delicious. It yeah. does have a very like speakeasy vibe, yeah. especially yeah, in the back. And they have jazz yeah. every weekend, right? Every Friday, Saturday, live jazz. Tonight we have the Steve Meyerson Trio. Love Steve. He's been with us uh, for quite some time. He is the he tours with the Stylistics. Oh, all, all, their, all, their, all these group, I might say. Plays amazing piano, um, and they haven't been touring because of COVID. Yeah. So we've had the, the, uh, the luck and fortune of getting Steve here. That's awesome. Uh, he's playing with a trio tonight, um, Joe Peterson and Joe Brown. And th- that's unique, too. A lot of people come here, and they, there's not much live music. Or if it is, it's, it's you know, covers from rock music. Okay. And, and for better or for worse, I decided I, I wanted it to be jazz. The place just kind of, yeah. you know, lends itself to that, yeah, that vibe. Totally. And and most people appreciate it. We're waiting yeah. for um, your generation to come into jazz and we say, come. wow, this is I told all, all my started. friends about it. They're like, we have to come. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go, like this, this weekend. Pretty, I'm sure there's some jazz remixes that some rap artists probably That's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> we can start with that. Everybody's like, into jazz yeah. once they go to NOLA. Have you ever been to New Orleans? Oh yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. I went down and I hadn't, I hadn't had any experience with jazz, but during Mardi Gras, I mean, yeah. you're out on the streets playing, and it's just yeah. like so soulful and it is. fun. It's the birthplace of jazz, and, and you'll you'll see it in the trio, especially. We've been doing duos um, mostly just because of budgetary issues um, to, to pay the musicians, but 
um, when a trio or a quartet gets together and, and each musician does his solo within you know the song and then they all come together like oh that's cool I got to see how that they pieced it all together and the yeah. sound that they the vibe it's, it's just it's pretty awesome yeah that's awesome uh, yeah so before we go ahead and try this beautiful drink mm-hmm. which is called Jack and Ruby correct? Jack and Ruby yep that I have to know that fifth not that I have to know what it is but the fifth ingredient is that something that's present in a lot of gins or that's something that you guys found separately and thought you wanted to incorporate um I might have to take the fifth on that. Okay. Okay. That would be like leading into it. Understood. It's not, it's not in a lot of gins, but it's in another gin or two that I know of. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so many herbs and spices and botanicals that, as I mentioned earlier, some companies are putting 15 and then there's some that just have two. It seems like (laughs) a lot. Right? 15? Yeah. Or yeah. it doesn't really matter? And some of the, the gins are very, the newer gins are very floral. Okay. And, and some people, you know, lavender and, and a lot of, you know, um, um, tastes like such, such as that. That, I, I know, I mean, there's, there's, and there's all different gins. There's London Dry, there's Classic, there's Tom's, there's Geneva, yeah. which is the original gin, Dutch gin. That, that all, you know, start with um, the juniper, which was used for medicinal purposes in the 1800s. Really? And that's what I think a lot of people say, oh, gin, you know, gin will make you sin, or I had a bad experience with gin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then people say, oh, well, tequila, I had a bad experience. Well, probably because you drank too much of whatever it was you yeah. were drinking. It wasn't necessarily yeah. the alcohol. But I honestly think that the juniper berry might have an effect on some people. So you ever hear like the cilantro? Mm-hmm. Half the population can't stand it because it has a soapy taste and the yeah. other half are like, I love cilantro. Mm-hmm. I think juniper might have something like that where the medicinal you know, value or medicinal properties in it might give some people a certain reaction that Maybe. they don't necessarily care. Because it's still ethanol. Again, the base is vodka. Yeah. You know, it's a little higher proof at 43% or, or 86 proof than, than an 80 proof vodka, but that 3% isn't good. Yeah. We have Mario here too, who is a master mixologist here at Long Branch Distillery, and he made these beautiful Jack and Rubies for us to try. Is a Jack and Ruby, is that a known drink or is that something that you created? No, that's just something we came up with. Like that's we awesome. We're looking for something exotic fruit, something different, unlike uh, the, our competition. So, so yeah. do you put, um, when you're making classic drinks, do you ever put like your own personal spin on them or are you just kind of stick yes. into the classic? So you what do? I tell every customer, like, I'm never going to serve you a drink that I wouldn't drink myself. Mm-hmm. So, oh, when I was every, looking at your um, menu what, the last time we were here, why do you, I know other places do this, but what does the purpose of it having an egg white in the cocktail do? So egg white does two things. You get that silky texture. Mm-hmm. Once you shake it and once you the, the emulsification happens, okay. and second thing, it takes out acidity from the lime juice. Mm. Awesome! Yes. Wow. So how did you guys wind up meeting? I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> my wife actually. I was working in Red Bank in Bonacera, and uh, my wife, who is right there, she actually found his ad. <laughs> she found his ad and she applied for me, and I showed up. Awesome. And so you worked basically. for several years on the cruise ship right at the alchemy bar yes. that sounds really interesting and so people would come to watch you make the cocktails is that how it worked yeah so like we we, we would have like special promotions first night was like a, a martini tasting promotions that we actually have here but we were trying to put it back in rotation we didn't do it for a while which means you have eight uh, you have a menu of eight cocktails that we serve uh, you can pick four out of eight and we do a special pour for you if you ever saw like when they do multiple cocktails at, at the same time. Wow. Uh, the second thing was we had 
because it's an alchemy bar, we had an RX prescription night. Mm. Meaning you would have, I would get a block when you would sit in on my counter, I would give you a piece of paper from that block, which would have all my spirits, all my cordials, all my herbs, all my, all my spices, and so on and so forth. And they would just pick what they think they like, and I would have to make it work. That's amazing. Like, yeah. I can see why you scooped him up. You sound yeah. very well-versed oh, yeah. we in everything. We just experiments with different things. One of the challenges that, that we are faced with is we can only sell and serve what we distill here. Yeah. So oh, there are certain okay. drinks that will have a liqueur, and like a lot of people will come in and ask for a Cosmo, which contains an orange liqueur, usually um, triple sec. Yeah. We don't have triple sec. We don't have an orange liqueur. Okay. We can, we'll make one. <laughs> but, so, so, you know, and, and then, for instance, on Negroni, which is another common drink that with gin that has Campari, which mm. is an Italian liqueur that we also can't sell or serve. So we have to kind of try and dummy it up to make it taste like the drink and, and make sure the company is, uh, and the customer's happy with it. And we were calling uh, phony Negroni we were going to come up with <laughs> because we actually found some Campari soda that is it tastes like Campari with no alcohol yeah. um, mm. and Negroni week is coming up too we think so we're, we're going to be ready for Negronis with, with the Campari soda awesome very cool well, well I just want to show the camera that this drink I took a picture of it before but can Ooh, we careful is that it like really close <laughs> or like not really where did you get really. um, like where did you have your training or your background so this is what I tell most of the bartenders this is another funny story <laughs> at least for me because in Europe, you don't have bartending in school. You start from the bar back and you work your way, way right. up. So when I came here, the biggest laugh I had when they told me, oh yeah, I finished bar college. What college? What, what are you talking <laughs> <about>? <laughs> You pay 500 bucks for somebody to teach you how to pour from a, a bottle to a cup. Come on. Right. Because right. they're making like tequila club or something. Yeah. Yeah. You're really creating. And so basically, what, like I said, what I... Would tell every bartender or whoever wants to be a bartender, just read books. Mm. Like you have so many cocktail historians, like Dave Wunderlich, like uh, Professor Cocktail himself, uh, Dale DeGraff. Uh, like you have so many good books. Not the books that you can find, like oh, cocktail recipes in fucking Walmart. Pardon <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Like you really have some good, like, and there's history mm -hmm. behind every cocktail, and there's. Like, just, just read the books. Like, it's like cooking. That's yeah, what I was going to ask, are you, I used to like, to cook? Yeah, I love to cook. I was going to say, we'd be surprised if you were curating yeah. this and then going yeah. home and microwaving meals. Like, so we used to have uh, mixology and martini classes, right? So, I would, my first question would be for my customers, like, patrons on the class, like, oh, what do you think, what's the purpose of a cocktail recipe? Guess how many people would know? I don't, I don't know. That sounds like a trick question. <laughs> See? To just taste good, right? No. No. The purpose oh. of a cocktail so recipe is to guide like you. So picture yourself in a kitchen, right? Okay, yeah. If I give you a recipe. Hard, but okay. If I, give you a recipe, <laughs> if I give you a recipe, if you follow that recipe and I follow that recipe, that uh, food, that plate, or in my case, the, that drink has to say it tastes exactly the same. Mm, yeah. It's consistency. Consistency. That's all it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can go to a bar or the Cosmo, you get a red drink. Right. Vodka Pembry. No. Cosmo is supposed to be pink. Literally slightly pink. Yeah. You put quarter of an ounce of cranberry juice, that's all. Mm -hmm. Like, or margarita. You know how many people are like, oh, you make margarita your way. First of all, margarita is a hundred 
and 50 year old recipe. What are you talking about when you say make it your way? It has three ingredients. Where did, <laughs> where did you pick two more ingredients? You know what I mean? Because I, I ran into people that are bartending for 20 years that put orange juice in margarita, they put all, co- yeah. no. all sauces. So no, tequila, lime, and then Quantra. just out of curiosity. Yeah, just out of curiosity, so I know for the future. Quantro. Quantro. Okay. Three ingredients. Picture, if you're hot, if you're somewhere hot, you want something citrusy, right? Yeah, for sure. That's gonna, you know, do you use sugar like salt the rim, or we don't even do that? Depends. Depends. Yeah, okay. depends. Like, Fair if enough. customers ask, if a customer or guest ask me, yeah, of course. Yeah. For me, oh. I, you know, I can do either or. I prefer no. Yeah. Just yeah. like the citrus. Tequila, uh, margaritas are one of those drinks we can't make here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have tequila and we don't have Cointreau. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, when people that's come for in, another day. And, and we're not a bar. We're a tasting room. We constantly have mm. to remind people. We Constantly people come in, what kind of beer do you make? Or what kind of beer yeah. do you have? Or what, what, I mean, we, why would you want only, a beer when you get beautiful yeah, cocktails like this? We only sell uh, spirits, uh, uh, five spirits in our cocktails that we make with those five spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, but you make so many different things yeah. with those We do. We that's do. awesome. Um, we have about 20 craft cocktails. And like Mario said, the consistency is the key because there's different people making the drinks. And... It ha- it's happened to us once or twice where someone different made a drink. Oops, we didn't follow our own protocol, which is half ounce, and we have everything written out, so everybody's making it the same. Right. Half ounce of this, quarter ounce of that, an ounce of this, and we, we use jiggers and we measure everything. You know, we don't free pour, they call it. Yeah. You just go like this, like you'll see some bartenders do, because yeah. it doesn't matter if there's two ounces or an ounce yeah. and a half of something. Well, our drinks, it does. It, it, there won't, the balance won't be mm-hmm. there. Devils in the oh, details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, can we go ahead and try these? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever sat with a drink in front of me for this long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, no pressure. I really want to figure out what cheers is in there. It smells delicious. You, I'll be shocked. If I would be shocked if get I thought the of it. <laughs> in, in a cocktail. This is good. No. I mean, to drink it you know, neat or on the rocks, the mm-hmm. gin, which we love. It's a sipping gin. So smooth. Yeah, this is yeah, delicious. It is really good. Whoa. That's, and, and what you have on the garnish is actually a jackfruit dehydrate. Okay. So we de- dehydrate a lot of fruits here that we use as garnishes. Oh, it just, cool. It's a different type. And like some rosemary, see a lemon in a drink. Yes. And rosemary, yeah. Well, it's it tastes, so good. I'm assuming jackfruit kind of tastes like cantaloupe a little bit. It's kind of cantaloupe. Yeah, Mario, Mario, I think he's an apricot. I can, I'll take that out since I'm wrong. You know, it's got a sweetness too, but it is. You know how many people told me, like, oh, it tastes like feet. I'm like, what? It tastes tastes like feet. What? No, this is delicious. No way. Mm. It does have a a smell that's unique. So, as you guys like, have infused waters over there. That's not water. It's not water. Okay. Yeah, no. Oh, it's just cold. That's infused vodka. Okay. Uh, strawberry and then um, there's a concoction on the end there with some orange, orange and vanilla, vanilla beans. Oh, in it. vanilla! So um, you must have had that in the pear one. Is that what you use the pear? Um, no, we actually no. use pear puree. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have white makes pear sense. puree. Yeah, that yeah. does make sense. Sorry, <laughs> I thought there was vanilla in yours the yeah, last time. We have a couple of um, custom cocktails specials that we do with the the, the infused strawberry, the cream teeny. Yeah. You know, oh. um, you know, we have a couple of. Chocolate sweet drinks on the menu that we used oh, to love, okay. portion number nine. That's good just, to know. We, we did them for Valentine's Day, and, and people liked them, so we kept them on the specials yeah. menu that's floating around. But the, the, these menus that have our um, signature cocktails mm-hmm. change, I wouldn't say weekly, but every other week maybe. Yeah. depends on what comes into season, if there's a fresh fruit or something oh, that's cool. locally grown that we can use in, in an infusion, we'll, we'll, we'll use it. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. these cocktails are... 
super fresh they're and you can so really good. you can really tell they're yeah. delicious fresh squeezed juices i mean it's yeah. just the only way to go we it makes a difference everybody hates it but we have a juicer and we're cutting in limes and lemons in half and oranges no it makes a difference so it absolutely makes a total difference. Yeah. i wouldn't even be able to guess what the fifth one was and i think that yeah, says I mean, more about me than yeah. how good this drink is yeah you don't guess it in that drink because it's got it's all those so other good. flavors i just yeah. can't get over how like drinkable it is yeah. i mean i like gin it's yeah. never been like my my first choice yeah. but this is so good Should yeah be. this is delicious now Will be. Our favorite drink is gin and tonic. I mean, that's you're like it's just everyone's like, oh, gin and tonic. But we use Fever Tree Tonic, which mm, is the mean? only tonic they use with our gin. <laughs> We're trying to get get them to do a promotion with us, but they're like, yeah, well, we know you guys are opening soon, yeah, and yeah. we definitely want to stick around once everybody mm-hmm. starts coming in yeah, and get a couple other drinks. So maybe a gin and tonic is something that we'll have to yeah, try for sure. Cool. Has anybody ever guessed the correct? One guy guessed once when we first opened. I don't know yeah. if you were here that night. I do. I was. He walked through and he just took a shot in the dark. And, and and a lot of chefs get pretty close. Okay. And when they when they say what they think it is, and there are other things that are like it, I won't I won't blink. I won't say I'm gone. No, you got a good poker face. But they're in the they're in the church. They're just in the wrong pew. And if I said that, they would be like, "Oh, then it must be uh-huh. this." So, cilantro. But this guy just walked out. No, no, no. <laughs> because I was talking cilantro before. Mario is dying. I'm low key giving us hints before. I'm like, I see you. <laughs> yeah. um, this guy walked through when he was with his wife, and he just blurted it out. And, I, and I, my face went red. And I said to him, "I said, did you guys tell him?" Because we were initially we didn't make such a big deal out of it. Now we do. And, and they're like, no, no, we didn't, we didn't tell him. No, it's your secret weapon. I make the big deal out of him. He, he likes to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy was Your jumping up and down. And his wife was like, I'll never hear the end of this. So, and at that time, they weren't giving away free t-shirts. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this is so delicious. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming on yeah. the show. Appreciate we you having us on. Love to have you guys. And they have an empanada truck outside. So I think Lex yeah, and I get some empanadas. Here. It's a first for us. Um, he's next door, um, and uh, hopefully a lot of people are going to show up tonight for him. Yeah. So definitely visit Long Branch mm-hmm. Distillery throughout the year. You guys have fire pits outside, which we saw, and mm-hmm. that would definitely come in handy with for our sure. cold winters. Yep. Towers, and too. We took them in, but we have the, the propane towers as yeah. well. And maybe awesome. if a mojito hat gets put out there. Well, you know soon come. Yeah. Well, Some good soon. ideas coming. Coming soon. Yeah. All well. right. Thanks, everyone, and can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Bye.